0: I don't mean to be rude, but honestly, fuck you, 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 fuck you. I can list the ways in which you soak you, suck you, suck you, suck you, suck you, suck. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I don't mean to be rude, but.
1: coronavirus by america happy
2: it's a a happy saint patrick's day from irish producer sega bodega
1: oh is he irish (laughs) he is there's something very irish about the scent here (laughs) totally um i just i love that uh i don't know justin bieber sound on the dumbest possible but most funny lyrics it really feels like there should be a site not called Genius where I looked this up. It actually does. There's there's some layers to the lyrics as you get through the song, but I just truly the yeah, first time I, I listened to it. Granted, I was chemically aided. I like I was laughing hysterically just. Well, there's just something about how. When he gets
2: into the first those fuck yous, at the beginning, you're like, yeah. okay, he's gonna do. It. He's this is funny, like, yeah. and it just like goes past like when it should. Like as soon as it like turns, like, oh, he's just gonna keep singing it. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, just,
1: it's the it's the sideshow Bob with the rakes. uh yes, kind of concept.
2: Absolutely, far too long.
1: <laughs> it's great.
2: Um,
1: uh, so yeah, yes, Joe, he goes back. Um, yes,
2: I will say that the twist is at the mm-hmm. end. He's not saying "fuck you." He's saying "I want to fuck you."
1: Yeah, whoa, man! Um, <laughs> it actually does take a while to get there. It feels like it's. I, I really like that song. The whole album is like well produced. Um, I don't know if anything is quite as um, bracingly stupid and awesome as that one. Um, it's a tough it's one great. to top. Yeah. Uh, Joe, um, how much of you is dead to the coronavirus so far?
2: Oh, you know, all inside
1: everything. yeah, uh, yeah, here we are.
2: Uh, you know, you were sick a few weeks ago. I was sick last week uh, yeah, I couldn't really talk with a sore throat. Uh, and then the coronavirus came all those those three <laughs> things just not at all connected,
1: yeah. Exactly. It came after that. <laughs> yes, um, after
2: we were sick was when the uh-huh. coronavirus came.
1: <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, uh, who knows when they? It'll be interesting in a few years when they have a little bit better idea. When they're like, when they when they have a pretty reasonable idea of how much coronavirus is going around at which times. Hopefully, they have that idea. I don't know. It'll be if
2: there's anyone left around to have the idea. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, when, when
1: only uh, the Trump family is alive, we get this, somehow coronavirus does not kill them. Super corona going, mm. extra,
2: or extra thick corona.
1: <laughs> <laughs> mm. um, <laughs> your your lung phlegm will be extra thick. Um, the, pe- the the huh pack G pet. Pa-
2: uh, pa- I can't even. I'm doing I, a, I'm doing a pog joke, but with. Oh, Corona! Man, yeah. It's not working.
1: It's a stretch. Yeah. Um.
2: Yeah. Eh. Sorry, I went for it. It's okay. Yeah,
1: it's all right. You uh, you miss one hundred percent of the jokes that you attempt. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, just kidding. Um, uh, it's <laughs> um, I was just thinking today. Uh, do you remember when people, you know, like people have been afraid of a of a flu, you know, coming from the uh, sinister east uh, for a long time. Um, do you remember when super flu was the word of the day for this hypothetical disease that would somehow... I do. Diagnosed? Yes.
2: I do remember the super flu.
1: I think, I think this is it. We finally got the there super flu. There it is. We're not even using that name anymore. It's too That's bad. It's too
2: bad. A real missed opportunity there. I think yep. coronavirus just had such a nice ring to it.
1: It really does. Um, yeah. And then people felt bad and they were like, I guess we have to call it COVID-19. I... I just can't bear to talk about even the discussion of people arguing about what to call the virus. Like, it doesn't matter. I wasn't even <laughs> getting into the
2: racist stuff. I was just saying.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I agree with How
2: you. annoying it's, it is that they had to yeah. come up with the official name.
1: It's so annoying I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> yes. Uh,
2: but we should say, or I, we, we don't have to say, but I will say that uh, you know many musicians are... Uh, completely and utterly fucked by this. Oh, my God, yeah. Uh, a lot of them I just kind of revealed to me uh, 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 Augusta Coach, our Cayetana, our mm-hmm. uh, Coke. I still didn't get it right. Augusta Coke. There it mm-hmm. is. Um, uh, lead singer of Cayetana, who just released, released a uh, awesome new record for a new band, Sadie called safe sins really recommend checking it out it's kind of got a nice like beach house vi- uh not sorry excuse me uh best coast early best coast super stoned vibe to it that i like oh, okay. um
1: beach house was a surprising reference yes Be- yes office, so. best <laughs> coast
2: best <laughs> coast a lot of b bands a lot of yeah. beachy bands um
1: yeah there's there's synergies there besides the the, the alliteration phase. yes
2: um but uh uh just happened to tweet that she you know had a mortgage and and you know various expenses and was expecting to pay with them completely from her tour yeah uh, for that new album and, uh now has zero income and i think as you know listening to listening to npr uh the libs on npr um who interviewed uh three you know musicians from you know classical violinist and a rapper and a wedding band singer and like all three were in the exact same shit boat.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, it's uh basically if you're if what you do is you sort of uh give people uh stuff at the top of the uh uh it's the Maslowian pyramid, the hierarchy of needs, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sometimes I say Malthus, but it's Maslow. No, anyway, it's Maslow. Yeah, okay. Anyway, um uh, you're the first to uh, get butt fucked in yes. um, an economic crisis and it really sucks um, and especially one like this that specifically just uh, says a uh, nobody do anything and b especially don't be in uh, groups together so yeah that's it's
2: rough Ugh. Um, and people are just not going to spend money on albums too um yeah. paul no no chance this, this episode will be up tomorrow but I uh, will note that Bandcamp is uh waiving all their fees to any purchases tomorrow. So like a hundred percent goes to the artist. Like that's
1: cool. Yeah, so I uh, will uh I will make an effort to yeah, like, find some.
2: The the, Beth, the Beths just released a, a new uh colorway of their Oh, they were
1: supposed to come here too. Fuck.
2: Yeah, they were supposed to come here too. So that's why I was thinking um buying their new I actually don't have the future me hates me on uh on vinyl so i'm gonna purchase it in blue splatter
1: you know to be honest uh i would actually like contribute to uh GoFundMe for a band that i would definitely have seen their show if it came to arizona
2: yes you know? like ticket like like uh, i would just yeah. send
1: the money for the ticket to them totally <laughs> um, yeah well i a think few coming up oh, I, well.
2: I think that stuff's gonna start popping up you know i think people are gonna i mean it already is obviously but um I'm trying to spend money a little bit like that way, while I have to spend,
1: yeah. (laughs) Local businesses, (laughs) artists I like. (laughs) Some of your idols are still alive for you to die before. Yes, Um,
2: exactly.
1: That's what you should do.
2: Yes, actually, it's my main concern is that my cool neighborhood coffee shop doesn't go out of business. Yeah, that would fucking suck. Yeah. Um, for the value of my house. That's uh, already that's already <laughs> fucked.
1: That, see, that's the kind of thing that'll come right back. True. Uh, yes. Assuming you don't get foreclosed on, you will be fine. Yes.
2: <laughs> no. No one gets foreclosed on in Oregon. We just kind of more and more, oh, I, more and more hippies I, move in with you.
1: I cannot possibly imagine uh, the Oregon legislature letting anybody get foreclosed on because of uh, all this. Um, if there's one state that will stop. it. We do
2: have super majorities of Democrats in both houses um, who yeah. they still manage to get owned by Republicans, like actually <laughs> just completely owned by them, uh, just all these priorities going down and in just inexplicable flames.
1: Is it is it an own like um the Republicans in Congress saying like hey uh, hey, we wanna do UBI. It'll be awesome, it'll be so great. And then the Democrats hemming and hawing and then finally the Republican plan comes out and it's totally means tested in a ridiculous way. <laughs> that, that, is that kind of an own? It, it
2: it is it is akin to that. Actually here this last this last legisl, uh legislative session, or maybe it was two years ago, like uh I have a friend who's very into, you know fighting for tighter vaccine regulations here like you know limiting the exemptions whatever and it was part of this like omnibus bill at the end and the republicans left the state and like <laughs> it's illegal but instead of like sending the sheriff to like kind of coax them back or whatever like they yeah you know they just like negotiated with them uh-huh even though they had the votes to like pass it that's fucking it's stupid. just getting owned so hard
1: yeah, it's uh you know look people trying to um, cooperate with the Republicans is essentially negotiating with terrorists. Yes. so don't do it.
2: Agreed. Apologies to our all our Republican listeners.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, I guess not really, yeah, I mean, we can disagree, but I'm not sorry about it. <laughs>
2: right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I can't imagine. I don't know. Do we have any conservative listeners beyond your your siblings, Lyle? Right, that's true. Lyle's a different sort.
1: <laughs> Lyle's funny enough to be conservative. <laughs> that's right.
2: Yes. <laughs> he sees humor t- you have to be humor tested to be a conservative.
1: Well to be to be to be uh acceptable as a conservative,
3: yes is what I'm saying. Yes, yeah. right, yes, yes.
2: Oh man. Uh, so coronavirus, uh who yeah, knows? suck our dicks. Yeah, who knows if the music industry What'll happen, whether uh, there'll be bands, whether there'll be places for bands to play, people who could pay to see bands. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all a mystery. Uh, but fortunately, uh, podcasts cost no money.
1: <laughs> we lost our sponsors. Oh, no. It's terrible. Well, you know, that's the thing is, uh, you American know, it does Airlines. Like This the <laughs> one industry that should... <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> The one industry that should do well is like media. You know, the only problem is they rely on advertising uh, from companies that can't sell anything anymore. But people will want to consume media right now, so we have got to strike while the iron is hot. Jim. Right.
2: I was I was curious if this would like uh, if somehow we found something that would like fuck Google and or Facebook at least a little bit, just with precipitous drop off in ad revenue. Honestly, it could. Yeah,
1: I mean uh well you know we were spill your
2: insider any insider information you have yeah
1: yeah well not to mention any particulars but there are definitely uh let's say a lot of people in the marketing world are turning off their paid media yes right uh not um uh like i said that's sort of you know that's like the top of the uh the uh, hierarchy of needs in a business is the um yeah Frothy uh, uh, attention-getting reach enhancement. So there you go. Anyway, this is an awfully long intro that is now delving well, into the world. I, of
2: business. I was saying that we never, we never like just actually have a political discussion or like a current events discussion on here. It's like we've earned one. That's true. Like episode yeah. ninety-two or whatever. <laughs> like
1: we, could I, we had a no. We had a whole episode about Trump. Come on.
2: <laughs> That's true. I actually uh, uh, listened to part of that episode mm-hmm. somewhat recently. It is very Trump focused, but it's very music focused too. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. that's fair. We were okay, all, yeah. We were, yeah, yeah, but we were like hungover. I feel like we were. were I was like hungover
1: for a week after he we got elected. So <laughs> definitely felt weird. Um, yeah, I mean, just mean because I was so drunk. That oh, night. <laughs> fair enough. Uh, I was gonna say good things. Things have gotten more normal since then. <laughs> Um, absolutely not. Every, every day has been weirder and dumber than the previous
2: one. And that's why we're going to podcast every night for the duration of this <laughs> quarantine.
1: Yeah. Well, we should just make it a 24 hour channel and our kids can um, take shifts. Yes. Um, just, you know, babbling into the microphone.
2: Um, yeah. Or, you know, uh, we could just, uh, we'll also broadcast it to all our lonely neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. There you
1: go. I got a lot of uh, uh, old people uh, living in my apartment complex. Uh, many of not them not for long. Many of them smokers, <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's going to be tough. Um, yeah. Well, Damn.
2: you know what? When when you see them in the hallway and they're still kicking, give them a big old high five. Yeah. <laughs> they need, they need that boost. forehead to forehead encouragement. Yeah. Yeah, just straight. You know, you do the straight up, you know, NBA jump, like we, you know,
1: like the chest bump jump. Yes, yes. Right. <laughs> the, like, I don't think the coronavirus would be the most threatening part of that. Like, I broke my hip. You're like, yeah. you're like, no, you won't
2: live for the surgery. It's
1: fine. It's got really dark that's where we all are right now I, I was just gonna say well i just you know saved a ventilator for the rest of the population oh but um, <laughs> it's terrible uh, Very sweet people. our new all album
2: them. ventilator <laughs> music
1: oh yeah uh, there
2: we go uh, that, yeah, this is over. oh
1: we should have opened yeah yeah it's over sorry
2: that's <laughs> okay
1: I was going to say, we should have opened the with uh, the track Ventolin from uh, Aphex Twin, I like Cure Because You Do, which is about his his impression, his sort of musical impression of having an asthma attack and not being able to breathe. And it does sound like that.
2: Well, so. we could, I, I, I feel like we'll have at least one other pod. <laughs> yeah, before we die. Yeah, oh, right. So, we can do it then.
3: Cool. <laughs> All right. Of- Somewhere in there. Yes, yes, and so you don't stop, Cool ID, best rapper, you don't stop, another fucking hundred fucking dollar freestyle for you and your mind, come on, yeah, you can never define anything but divine love, I'm a savage beast, <laughs> slightly above average at least, nah, preference is relative, my reference is consistently, uh, bring you to another vicinity, I hit you with the riddles consistently. In the middle, a little triply, little did we know that we triggered a fissure in the metaphysical imagery, elegant painted in oil. Love is a flower, see how dissolving the power is dissolving the hours as well. The tower, a bell at the top of it, a hawk, a pigeon, a dove, a vision of love, an eagle, a falcon, even. The gold coin in the talon that was um, prophesied upon earlier papyruses, gazing to the irises of infinite Osiris. Hieroglyphical, visual style, habitual, scriptural, uh, kick versus versus ghosts hovering above them, cold, stuttering, skips in the tape, vision of Lega. a cold cloud, feels shrouded and secluded upon. A and
2: mind. uh welcome to Savage Beast. Uh, I'm Joe Gallagher. With me, uh, as always, um, he's he keeps insisting his desert orgy would be well attended uh, if the coronavirus <laughs> hadn't canceled it uh we're
1: just letting him believe that joe uh orgy is a mindset not a number um huh, i like that yeah um does, does that apply to the uh
2: what even kind of group was orgy
1: they were they were a uh, like 90s cyber s- cyber metal band. That's what it feels like would be the name of that, but I don't think it was.
2: Let me tell you, their SEO not good.
1: <laughs> yep, uh, classic Savage Beast episode. Uh, um, they they describe their
2: industrial rock music as death, metal. as death pop. Wow, mm. you couldn't make me less interested listening to something.
1: You know uh, what? Uh Guilty co- your, you know, uh, guilty pleasure. I actually do enjoy their cover of uh uh Blue Monday. Oh yeah. It, like,
2: oh, you know, actually that is good. That is yeah. good.
1: Yeah. Were they um, on the
2: Mortal Kombat soundtrack. Probably. I've never no. seen one of the Mortal Kombat movies. <laughs> Damn, no, you're missing out. The first one is like excellent fun and the second one is horrible and also well,
1: hilarious. I'm sure I can get Taylor to make me watch both of them at some point. Yes. In my life. Yes.
2: Uh right. Um he'll strap you down. <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> okay. Just he's got from six feet away. He's got the hat um, on. Um yeah. uh Paul. Yeah. We've got various things to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said, our our uh, non-threatening illnesses led to further delay here, but we're back. Um, and uh, mm-hmm. thankfully, that means plenty of Smashing Pumpkins news has piled up. <laughs> um, uh, Billy pile- Corgan just can't shut the fuck up. <laughs> he really can't. Um, uh, he's making a—it was just Billy's birthday. Happy birthday, Billy. Happy um, birthday, Billy. Happy birthday uh, William Patrick Corgan. That's right. Um Paul you pulled up this article. Yeah. About the Pumpkins' forthcoming album Shiny and Oh So Bright Volume 2. Is that what they're going to call it still? I don't know.
1: <laughs> I Supposedly, not. that's what oh he's God. been calling it. Well, uh he says they recorded so this is an article from Consequence of Sound. I'm I think it might even be aggregating somebody else's article, but I don't care. Um, where he said, uh, the Stash of Pumpkins recorded 21 new songs in Nashville for a, quote, pretty different double album. He went on to call it, quote, the first real album since the band's reunion because they, quote, hunkered down and made a classic, let's throw it all at the wall and see what happens, type of Pumpkins record. <sighs> this is the first album since the album that came out in 2000 where we all worked on it, blah, blah, blah. The last one was kind of like, let's just jump in, record some stuff real fast, and let it be what it is. So I'm excited about this, because we're kind of back in the lane of taking a risk and trying to bring something new to the table, as opposed to just aping what we're known for. I um, I really just, like, I know he's outspoken, but I never thought he would say, like, the last album that we did, I absolutely did not give a shit about. Um, I didn't think he'd be that bald about it.
2: Well, but that's kind of classic. That's classic Billy, because he tends to disparage his more recent commercially unsuccessful works Mm. and then sort of later they slide into oh they're a completely misunderstood classic everyone gets Uh. it now um but you know like whatever the very last thing he does he's he's still mad at whatever record company exec or whoever fucked him over with it supposedly so he he's disparages it
1: so where is like the future embrace on this cycle right now
2: that's probably like i know that zwan he is just completely blames the record company for like not promoting it uh-huh. according to recent posts uh uh and i bet the future the future embrace i think he's still mad at the fans for not getting it ah uh, okay <laughs> um, got him. i love the future embrace But um, it's not even he took it off Spotify in Pierce, a move of pure spite. Uh,
1: So hard to listen to right now. Uh, This is great because um, I should tell this story. (laughs) So there's a YouTube series my company does where we talk about digital marketing stuff. Um, And uh, I was in it's like five minute videos where we talk about some article. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was in one of them a few weeks ago. And that day, I just happened to be wearing my Savage Beast brand, Billy Corgan did nothing wrong t-shirt, completely forgetting I was going to be on camera that day. And once I realized I didn't care very much and decided to wear it. Um, and so then our CEO uh, was watching the video and he all of a sudden IMs me Um and uh, is just like, what does your shirt mean? I ba- <laughs> <laughs> And to paraphrase him, he was like, I always thought Billy Corgan was a huge asshole. My wife thinks he's cool, but he seems like a douchebag to me. So do you actually think he did nothing wrong? I was like, no, no, it's ironic. Uh, he's done plenty of <laughs> stuff wrong. I just don't know what to tell you. So anyway, he might be listening to this right now and if you are Ryan, I hope you enjoy the show because it's an, that cracked me up that conversation.
2: It's an odd it that shirt is a odd confluence of cultural references that I
1: mean, uh, it's completely inscrutable if you don't uh, you uh, exactly. And me. <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, I wore it to the Smashing Pumpkins show and many people asked me what the fuck it could possibly mean. <laughs>
2: Uh, we never printed our free Darcy shirts. People would.
1: Oh uh, man, that would have like been those. good to wear to the pumpkins show. Yes. Um, when Billy kicked me out, just as soon as he saw it. Oh yeah, but. absolutely. Um, but
2: to get back to the meat of what's here, I, this is just the same old crap. There's okay. he, He's incapable of like. Uh, See, I didn't.
1: I didn't have this concept of him uh, shitting on stuff that people didn't like uh, mm. as a as a move of his so i was uh, uh, mildly um scandalized uh that he would just say like well i didn't try um yeah so, but he's so like
2: I, he's not even saying he didn't try he's like oh i tried this like this casual way of recording yeah that's fair which was still like rick rubin and like probably like 800 overdubs they just did it in like six weeks instead of four months or something
1: yeah, so uh, that goes to the second question I had about this, which is, uh, do his pronouncements here give us any hope that the next Pumpkins album will be worth any shits at all? And I had those slightly until um, this conversation, and since you're saying this is actually just standard Billy shit, uh, uh, my estimation of the next album has already gone down. I'd say since prior to Zeitgeist, I like
2: had like actual i like i had actual hope that that album could be really good like i thought there was a
1: yeah well the the lead single was really good yes
2: yes that actually popped up on shuffle recently and i uh i dug it um or i understood why i dug it then
1: yeah (laughs) um well yeah i don't know if i would consider it a work of genius now but it was like oh this is a quality pop metal song from billy since
2: then i've like maintained a like baseline of like being open to their next
1: album or whatever
2: Mm -hmm. billy does next being good but with absolutely no
1: hope that it will be yeah well we actually both enjoyed somewhat his solo acoustic album uh stuff
2: yeah and his newer his newer one too the cotillions is pretty good uh as well but actually my it might be better overall it's just a little long um and plodding uh And, um, but you know, yes, there's, there's good stuff here. He's a good songwriter, but you know, I do think a lot of this is there, there is as much as something like him saying, we, we did a, uh, we hunkered down to make this double album. Um, the one before it shiny, you oh know, so bright was just such garbage yeah that totally. it's hard to see them, Improving. coming back from that just I, w- I mean they're gonna make an album that's like you know i don't know three or four times better than that
4: <laughs>
1: yeah um i would like to see him focus on making a really quality um well put together and slaved upon uh ep before he uh, did that for a double album you know yes. just as like a proof of concept well we've talked about this before but like
2: the pumpkins are really well suited to just being like, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to make Siamese dream like over and over again. And because they have such a unique sound like, yeah. but unfortunately that would also kind of like make them not the pumpkins anymore to act, to embrace that sort of yeah reality. So
1: I'm glad they don't, you know? Yeah.
2: Um. <laughs> but at this uh, point, if we wanted a good album now,
1: yeah, you know, you're saying that's what that would be the best way to make that happen. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. Um, it does seem unlikely that he's going to break new ground some way, but who knows?
2: We do supposedly have a machinery reissue coming hmm. that he's been working on. All right, cool. Totally re like all the the songs from like both albums resequenced into a single album. Okay yeah
1: uh yeah
2: i'll do i'll dig it i'll listen yeah to it.
1: my challenge to you billy is to include zero percent of either version of heavy metal machine on the album <laughs> that's not gonna happen i know know. <laughs> <laughs> um yes uh, Happy- man, oh, man oh, you ha- think <laughs> i just realized like at least this is a conversation you'd think we thought billy was a huge douchebag which maybe he is but i actually still love billy oh yeah of course
2: yeah uh Happy tw- happy 20th birthday to
1: Machina as well. God damn. I know. Jesus Christ. His
2: high school was a long time ago.
1: Very long time ago.
2: Um but uh speaking of loving Billy, uh he uh, liked I I Instagram commented at him too, um and he liked it, Paul. He liked my Instagram yes. comment. And it was a
1: good comment, too. You were, like, you know, making a, a valid historical investigation point. And yes. Uh, uh, yeah.
2: I follow – so I follow this account on Instagram called SP Freaks Team. I, I think it might be just – it's one guy, but he might be kind of, like, he runs a site that's, you know, like, every edition of every Pumpkins album. Mm-hmm. But he is – it, when he shows pictures of his collection, this person is insane. Like <laughs> he, he just any, like he has like dozens of editions of every album. He has all these like really rare demo versions and mm. just, he has like hundreds of like posters and ticket stubs, like the type of thing. You're like, where did you find a ticket for a 1993 smashing pumpkin show? Like in like Iowa yeah. city, like how, what do you do? Like, is this all art? Are you, like, independently yeah. wealthy and this is all you do?
1: Yeah, like, um, honestly, like, who kept that and then publicized its availability on the internet? Exactly. I guess maybe if you're just, like, on a forum, maybe he's saying, like, I'll take ticket subs. And somebody's like, oh, I have one.
2: Yeah, uh, it, it's insane. But anyway, Billy follows this account. And, like, well, it's actually kind of fun because he will – they'll post stuff, like, this happened on this date or whatever. And, like, sometimes Billy will comment – um so a lot of times he's just like oh yeah the audience at the show sucked <laughs> just excellent you know billy stuff uh um, so yeah See, there that's was, funny there was a weird like little thing like you know tv show and billy's like i don't remember playing this and i'm like oh this must have been i just said it must have been recorded you were touring in europe this time uh at this time and he liked that comment so there you go for yeah. for half a second the the gaze of the mm. uh, all-seeing bald head was upon me.
1: Yes, the spotlight reflected off of it onto you. For yes, a uh, that's wonderful, Joe. I couldn't. I couldn't be more proud of you, um, unless mm. you tricked one of your favorite podcast hosts into looking at a horrible, horrible genital skin disease um, on live recording. <laughs> that would be the next best celebrity thing you we'll could keep, do. We'll keep that story to ourselves, but. Uh, <laughs>
2: Uh, it was good i was good to be called a, a piece of dog shit by one of my favorite comedians
1: <laughs> i mean what could be better um <laughs> uh jay you also had a note in here to talk about the pumpkins uh being in an iphone commercial which seems like the kind of thing yeah that would happen in a civilization that was not falling to pieces around us
2: yeah there was an iphone commercial and i think it played during the uh some show like the Grammys or maybe the Oscars. I don't know, but it was about how the iPhone takes great pictures at night and they Mm -hmm. used, we only come out at night, uh, melancholy, which is just such a fun song. It's always been like kind of a, a personal, uh, favorite from that album. Um, uh, whether or not it's one of the best songs, it's just, it's so like weird and unique.
1: You know, honestly, it feels like, uh, more of the kind of like sort of, indie pop thing i might hear somebody make now yes than like mid-90s pumpkins um i've always wished they put a little bit more effort into the arrangement and production of that song Um, because it is weird and catchy but it's also got almost nothing going on uh, arrangement wise yes
2: yes they seem to they seem to it is caught a little bit between like are they just like gonna sing it make it super simple or they just are they gonna make it really weird yeah exactly Um, but it's always at its heart like uh, there's a cover of it i like where you know kind of like more of a it's actually like kind of an indie uh edward sharp and the magnetic zeros type band covering it yeah and you can really see how that it works and it's like a fun indie sing-along song absolutely Uh, no that makes a ton of sense yeah so uh good to see in that commercial um, I'm always just happy when people acknowledge like that the pumpkins are actually good because that's and that's it was the cool that somebody all dredged my up, musical
1: up arguments <laughs> basically <laughs> it's great um it's uh you know honestly I don't I think we have more fun talking like just uh bullshitting uh like old timers about the things that we've always loved uh mm-hmm. <laughs> um but uh it is cool that somebody dredged up. A, a truly obscure pumpkins track um you know like how what percentage of melancholy playthroughs got to we only come out at night like uh yes. three? totally <laughs> you know yeah so yeah anyway uh good job billy um i hope you enjoy those royalties the last you will ever make before the collapse of the world
2: it's true it's true uh what a shame
1: um Hmm. maybe we'll be maybe we'll be spared
2: the continual uh, how much
1: money do you think like flood gets from that song being in that advertisement like do you think he gets like ten thousand dollars out of that i doubt it i don't think i
2: feel like you i don't know this at all i'm just totally making this up but you'd have to be an extremely powerful producer to get but maybe he like does maybe he was that good at that time
1: yeah i feel like you know for a like that, major but, centerpiece release like that yeah. maybe the producer gets some points of royalties or something.
2: maybe yeah because i guess there's you know he obviously doesn't get the i always forget what the right you know there's like the mechanical rights and the performance rights and
1: yeah well the licensing rights i mean i'm pretty sure the bands generally get those unless they sign the worst contract in the world yeah and then billy gets more for writing the song yes correct yes you get the the recording the writer and the performers are all do something. And I feel like the producer, it would make sense for him to get a little taste in there. Yeah,
2: that's interesting. Um, but it's not something we're going to look up.
1: No, I prefer to speculate idly um, um, about Hold such on. questions. Well, they.
2: I mean, like, obviously the producers that, like, I feel like that if that's gonna happen, it's the producers that then get a writing credit on
1: the song. Well, for sure, and maybe that's why they often give them it. So it's like, hey, you get a piece too, buddy.
2: Yeah. Um, but I'm sure Flood got paid a lot of fucking money to produce the album.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I, I, uh, uh, we should look this up actually at a later date. Report on it in the next podcast. Hold on. I'm gonna
2: look. I'm looking it up.
1: Okay. Do producers get royalties from? you know licensing music i guess is the question this is going to be easy to google i'm sure i added three
2: exclamation points at the end
1: okay good th- that's uh trajectory. that's a trick that only a few pros know in the seo world let's um, see okay we got
2: we're at musiccontracts.com Ooh. usually producers paid by the hour number of master recordings completed or a flat fee he or she will probably ask for royalty from the sale of the record as well if you agree to such an arrangement uh you have to make register royalty payments hmm producer upfront fee let's see uh the producer receives a record royalty percentage of the sales price blah 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 sometimes could be uh uh 3 to 4% of the record sales price
1: yeah damn so yeah flood flood got paid good for you flood oh yeah flood be Flood be getting a lot of Swedish ass. Probably.
2: Produ- produced Ed O'Brien's new album, which is one of the reasons
1: I wait really to purchase it. Yeah, I had no idea Flood was doing shit. Oh yeah, it's. I think it's
2: got the uh, the Flood Alan Mulder team. Oh nice. Yeah, so that's there we sound, go. Yeah, what the, that's why when had made that purchase, I'm like, all right.
1: You know, honestly, if uh, a member of Radiohead selects you to produce their album, you uh, have my respect forever because. No band in history is better produced than Radiohead. Yes,
2: totally. Someone who's like worked with Nigel is like, I will now work with you. They have high taste in producers.
1: Yeah, even if it's the Pretty Boy add-on member of Radiohead.
2: Yes. Well, well we won't get into this.
1: Another ten minutes, <laughs> dead. I'm, I'm joking. Oh, I'm joking. I'm joking.
2: Um. Uh. Yeah. At this point, I wouldn't. I don't question. <laughs> I feel like I could, but I don't question any member of Radiohead since they've been together uninterrupted and produced. Well, it's that's like true. They must I'm all, actually they must sure that he matter. does contribute. Yeah. Yes. He yeah. does. He does weird shit. He's like just part of the crew doing weird shit. Absolutely. I also yeah. think he's, I think he, along with Tom, is like, he's like, no, no, we need to be the biggest band in the world. I think, his, <laughs> I think he contributes that overall spirit which is good
1: yeah that's actually been they've had they have a good mix of people you know like phil is just a dad johnny is a weirdo recluse at heart yes Um, colin is probably a guy who would like collect first editions of books or something i think he kind of does actually i think he does (laughs) well like literally that thing something like (laughs) that yeah because i made that up i had no idea yeah he's yes (laughs) and then tom uh is a weirdo but definitely seems to enjoy aspects of being a rock star. definitely wants to be a rock star wanted to be a rock star yeah i mean you know he definitely likes having a hot girlfriend it seems like yeah um and then uh then ed you know he's just like a cool dude who probably just enjoys it mostly
2: yes well the, it's it's telling that ed and phil were the ones are like actually we're gonna go to this the we're gonna go to the rock and roll hall of fame induction ceremony oh yeah that's awesome <laughs> because phil's like yeah but do my kids like this yeah <laughs> exactly. it's like hell yes I'm
1: gonna go. <laughs> oh man that's great um wow somehow we turned it added a radiohead discussion to this podcast without um having it on the list so. good job us um uh you know times of
2: trouble yeah you flee to our comfort zones yeah um, um Paul, I think we should listen to some uh, Game Boy music.
1: I was gonna say the same thing because truly this might be the most soothing and inspiring and beautiful music I've ever heard.
2: It's this is Game Boy with a Y, not not an I. Not like you stupid oh man, Game I, Boy.
1: <laughs> I actually do want some device that is Game Boy with an I. Whatever that is, it's great. Dank. <laughs>
2: Fuck man, it just it just keeps hitting you. Like this can't this can't rock any harder. And when that lead
1: synth hits, bro,
2: yeah, yeah, it just (laughs) keeps uh,
1: keeps on punching. The way he like bends the note and everything with a fucking Mm -hmm. Game Boy synth thing, which I looked this motherfucker up. (laughs) It's real simple. (laughs) But no, he like um, he programmed this like actual
2: Game Boy like instrument.
1: Yeah, Instagram. no, no. I looked up like the guy who uh, right. who composed this. He like composed it like in like machine language on things. Like basically, he's working almost at the level of zeros and ones, like hex code, to put this music together. And uh, there's awesome. like soul in it, man. The yes. guy's amazing. Yes,
2: I just know reading about like composing music like for the NES. I'm sure yeah. the Game boys is the same. It was like the limitations. Uh, were uh, really extreme I and mean, like you don't the amount of like classic music that came out of it like with those sounds is it's amazing.
1: Yeah, I mean you had to literally watch like how much uh, how many bytes of instructions you were using up uh, yeah. to make your music. And
2: I think there's something there was something with the NES. I'm not sure if it's quite this, but it's like really none of the sounds are being played at the same time, like.
1: Oh, really? It's it's a monophonic synthesizer yes. the whole time? Yes. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, but they just do it so fast that it's sort of like, you know, the snare hits and it goes back to the same note and it sounds like it was always there. Right. Somebody like, yeah, like somebody beatboxing, you know, where you just, you don't quite get. Yes. Yes. I don't know why that, but that. No, like the no, that's. Thing. No, that's a, that is a good example, yeah. actually. Um, wow. I didn't know that, but it yeah. makes sense. Uh, but no, this guy's name is Jonathan Dunn, and he like he wrote his own drivers for whatever music hardware was in the thing, uh, so that he could write the music for it and wow. and other games as well. So, uh, cool dude. Um, yeah, it's uh the tweet that you shared this uh w- that embedded this was something like you know just made reference to the fact that some guy like for some reason um, composed the the greatest masterpiece <laughs> of his life for the Robocop title <laughs> yes. theme music. And it's very accurate because you listen to it, you're just like Jesus. <laughs> this is so good.
2: He just clearly got obsessed with doing it on the Game Boy. Apparently, maybe. <laughs> it just, but it also sounds good. Like I don't know that this this song might be kind of like corny on like a like you know if you just had like a saxophone and drums and the synth. Yeah, or even you know? like a
1: a, a chamber uh, quartet or whatever. Um, yes might be like a little too saccharine with like the although I would listen to that just to see what it's like but it might be a little too emotive that way but with the chiptunes feel damn yeah
2: yeah
1: it honestly reminds me of the uh, twin Peaks theme uh, music a little bit which yeah, is some of that. my favorite music that. in the world
2: definitely I feel that yeah um, all
1: right yeah, yeah. Jonathan Jonathan Dunn, thank you for wowing us uh, fucking 30 years later.
2: Totally. Um, um,
1: do you want to go to the other emotionally wrecking song on the list here? Or sure. Do you want to do something different? What a, yeah. yeah. Which one is that? Daniel
2: Johnson. Uh, yes. All right.
5: True love will find you the end, you'll find out just who with your friend, don't be sad, I know you will, but don't give up until true love will find you in the end. This is a promise with a catch Only if you're looking can it find you you step out into the light, the light. Don't be sad, I know you will. But don't give up until true love will find you.
2: Neil Johnston, um, you are uh, someone who we did not. Uh, uh, we we kind of dis- just I don't want to say we dismissed, but we kind of admitted we knew very little about um, when he. Oh yeah. He passed. Recently. I certainly didn't
1: dismiss him. I just no.
2: uh, was like I clueless. Um, but this song, um, I listen. He's he's from Austin. I frequently listen to the Austin radio station. K-U-T-X, and they play uh, several of his songs and they were playing this one a lot and just just really it really got to me um, as you said, it's quite devastating and uh, um, a, a beautiful little song and um, um, and uh, I thought it was just worth briefly revisiting and, and saying that you know I went back and listened to various bits of his discography. Uh, there's one album that, you know, Kurt Cobain, uh, you know, was obsessed with and that's kind of how he got elevated out of, um, I think a total obscurity, uh, into, um,
1: uh, (laughs) semi obscurity,
2: semi obscurity (laughs) that was hampered by his mental illnesses. uh, Yeah. Um, yeah and uh yeah just saying that it's uh he's great made yeah. a lot of really
1: good music well this has inspired me to do like you uh have done and uh, explore more of it because um i know just like uh one example of a thing that i like about this song is um uh, like don't be sad i know you will is a, one of those sort of like perfect um poem lines that's like uh zero big words um but like a whole bunch of, uh, depth and subtlety of, uh, humanity in, uh, like just a couple of little concepts paired together pretty well. Um, not to explicate it, what, uh, what I actually love about it, but I don't know. It's just, um, uh, it's very, it's one of those things that like sort of like cuts deep, especially a little bit more as you think about it more. And, uh, the line, the song is actually full of lines like that. Um. Plus, um, I don't I don't know the chords that are in the song, but they feel it's got that sort of neutral milk hotel quality of like somehow being surprising, yes. you, even though I'm not sure that the chord arrangements are any different from other bands. You know? Yes, there is something so
2: Jeff Mangum about this. Um, and I think I, I was wondering part of that is just this is just there's a 90s
1: yeah lo-fi uh, indie thing
2: yes that's going on here this is you know the kind of song that was made then but he definitely does uh just know how to hit those expected changes but a little off
1: yeah yeah like when it drops down to the whatever lower chord that is um for like the chorus it's yeah it's, it's tight Ah, and then, you know, it's also one of those people where like the backstory of the dude can't help but make add some dramatic weight to the music, you know, mm-hmm. um, ah, just like, you know, thinking about uh, somebody with that many, uh, you know, sort of like spiritual troubles in a sense, um, the way I understand spirituality. Um, yes. Also having such sensitive and and refined and beautiful emotion. Uh, and being able to express them is uh it's a lot. <sighs> um yes. And it's what I don't get out of Drake album, um, <laughs> <pitchfork>. Yep. <laughs> there it is.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
1: Anyway, sorry, Drake. <laughs> it's great to
2: like this Drake album's one be of the best of the decade, and you're just like,
1: it's no Daniel Johnston. <laughs> <laughs> Well, honestly, yeah. um, <laughs> I enjoy Drake, but, you know, if it's somebody doesn't make you cry, they're not one of the ten best albums of the decade. Uh, yes. We won't go back there, but I'm glad you did. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Don't be sad. What? I know you will. <laughs> <There> you <laughs> go. That's actually a good line for Drake, too. <laughs> yes. yes. I know he will be sad. It just won't be very interesting. Yeah. Um, Okay, um, you, you you want to listen to an Eminem track and then just be like, hey, that Eminem track was kind of cool? Yes. Let's do that. That'd be fun.
0: Oh, this is what we doing? Hey, right. man! I like the like wobble wobble, shake it, shake it, shake it, break it. Uh, nigga, we made it, made it, they headed headed. headed. Pro professional, pure persistent, I pay for chasers. I hate complaining, I hate it waiting, I'll pay for patience. But I hate to pay a bill, and I made a meal without a major deal. Yeah, her ass fake, but she came for real. Money ain't a thing, that ain't a thing for real. It's a broke lane, go. And no, ain't nothing sweetie, this is no Quavo. Man, I just get high and let my hoes lay low. I just want some face, but this is no face show. Do right and kill everybody, Drake mode. Bitch, I'm tryna eat, I'll take your plate mode. Disrespect the life, and I'm in gang mode. You can leave this earth, bitch, I'm in rake mode I'm in cake mode, I'm in brave mode What up, Marshall? I'm a Martian, I'm in Wayne mode Neck wet, big drip, I'm in rain mode Eight niggas, eight hitters, take eight souls Collect pesos, and I'm paying, so Self-made goals, when the pain leaves Where does the pain go? Tip of the backward is where the flame goes. To the scars where my brain goes. Same pack, same fiend, selling the same clothes. Pinocchio and my pistol, they got the same nose. Me and my niggas gotta eat, we share the same stove. Case clothes, bodies in my lane, bitch strain clothes. Game
3: over. Thanos, on you HOs, on my petty shit, but I don't paint toes. Right. Muscle...
1: That was uh unaccommodating, featuring young, young MA by Eminem from his um clumsily titled new album music to be murdered by um which i shared just because uh i was uh, mildly surprised to be enjoying an m album uh at this late date and um uh i don't know it feels like there have been a few artists who used to be good in the 90s and then sucked and then made decent albums of late and i've just been pleasantly surprised each time and i wanted to share that pleasantry with everybody else um, but also this one is especially good because I just really enjoy that young MA verse too um, the way she can kind of just like sound like she's talking but also it's totally rapping that is on the beat and rhyming um, it's great
2: it is good it is quite good
1: good job Eminem yes and young MA um, I should watch the porn she made for Pornhub
2: uh, yes I'm sure (laughs) you know she directed it she's not in it
1: it's uh she's an auteur here
2: yes paul i'm saying that (laughs) i'm sure that anyone who saw that would enjoy it (laughs) okay yes um you know that would be my guess as to the experience yeah of that cinema
1: i assume it's uh female empowering um mm,
2: yes yes that's that's a good assumption yeah it's the She's kind of uh, assumption we make here <laughs>
1: <laughs> i would never i would never question a never mind um <laughs> <laughs> um also but generally that album is uh is surprisingly fun eminem i would not say is that his uh ridiculous um psychotic uh peak of 20 years ago but he's uh you know he's trying he's like it's like hanging out with a a guy who used to be one of the best, well, I mean, I guess this is barely a metaphor. This is like what it is. Um, but is now like, uh, aware that he's not the best he ever was, but, uh, can still, you know, can still be fun. Can still have a good time around him. So it's uh, not bad. That's basically how I feel about it. Um, and I truly do love early Eminem. So it's nice to see.
2: Uh, yes. Early Eminem is, uh,
1: uh, uh a foundational tenet yes. of this podcast. Okay, I'm glad we agree on that. Yeah. Just as I said that I was like I'm does Joe like early Eminem as much as I do? So I'm glad we can agree. Um cool. So yeah, Joe, we have two other topics on here and they're both yours. Do you want to talk about both of them or one of them? Let's
2: talk about Francis Quinlan.
1: All right. Let's play it.
6: You want to carry that?
2: fist pumping climax of that song (laughs) just one of the best climaxes in any indie rock song um because if you want to hear it you should buy this album
4: uh by (laughs) francis
2: quinlan uh which is called uh likewise um Mm -hmm. and it is it's it's great yeah Um, man she's so good she is she's the lead singer of the band hop along um whose album bark your head off dog um Mm -hmm. kick some ass who's a couple years all three
1: ago. albums kick some ass yes but that one yes. is uh that's where they like that that's one we discussed on this al-
2: on this podcast how much it kicked ass
1: exactly yeah and that's the one where they sort of like escape from the delightful uh neo alt-rock uh philly sound and become whatever like honestly halfway between that and this album which is like uh, a lot of really weird cool stuff she's doing
2: yes to describe um, it eloquently and, um, she, uh, so there's, yeah, there's a few songs that I like your reply, which is the single,
1: uh, mm. I actually and, loved the first track uh, yeah, as much as anything,
2: Yeah, man, it's good. And then, uh, there's, there's one song on here called a secret, uh, mm-hmm. which, uh, is just, um, it's just fantastic kind of like long store. I mean, all of her songs are like surprisingly dense, uh, stories with oh yeah a lot of uh, a lot of details worked in there
1: yeah as a lyricist she's super interesting so uh went to la to la i also love um this is you can tell this is a good album because we just named two-thirds of his yes. tracks as great tracks um yeah but how he- the way she just screams heaven is a second chance uh on went to la uh gets me yeah um,
2: i'm 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 pretty uh I'm pretty pumped that the last concert I ever went to, because concerts don't exist anymore, uh, featured her screaming the end of that song like 20 feet in front of me. So, oh, that's
1: so great. Yeah, it's good. Joe, would I have been? Would I have fallen as in love with her as I think I would have had (laughs) I ever seen her live?
2: She's she's got a strong indie mom vibe. It's a little different. It's it's like not like super cool indie rock star. Mm. Uh, It's like uh God, i got it yeah yeah you know she's in her 30s yeah so yeah. am i yeah of course yes <laughs> um i mean I, I i'm sure you would have been uh very very pleased um
1: i like the implication <laughs> there was a time, yes. There, <laughs> I, you might i have to bleep that part out joe <laughs> <laughs> Uh, i
4: have
2: to uh, yes um i have to say um that at the show there was some there was some good tension and there was like some some like weird tension just because there were like so many dudes there who were like kind <laughs> yeah. of like trying to semi-flirt with her between the songs with their yeah. bursts oh that's uh, not good yeah i know by the end it was like all right uh, everybody chill uh,
1: wow thirst uh, <laughs> don't thirst extra, at the indie rock show people one you know? extra guy had
2: to play had to scream you know every time you know there's always just like one extra thing that's sad yeah
1: like no yeah oh my god oh what was the story ah now I can't remember it I told the story on this podcast We gonna have to go find the episode now
2: it was Swans <laughs> just a Swans show oh no it was Love no
1: yeah, where somebody was just being the most obnoxiously stupid audience member in my yes. life. I can't even remember what they said now. I'll go back and listen to that one.
2: Yeah, <laughs> um, I do have to. Uh, one other, you, I interrupt you, but uh, I'll continue saying the concert was great. And she, she, uh, she, um, uh, she. The two things I'll say is that as like her, the way she like. Controls her voice is amazing, and when mm. she's really screaming, she's a lot of times she's singing through her teeth, like she had her oh, teeth really? gritted, and she was like making. Well, you'll hear it then, like she's a lot of that like kind of unique sound she makes when she's getting louder is like, it's kind of how she. Oh, does that it. makes so much sense because
1: yeah. it's like a it's like a choked, shriek growl yes. sort of thing going yes. on. uh yeah, her
2: dentist must really. Christmas. Yeah. So she's grinding.
1: No, she has an amazingly like um both limber and um uh overstretched voice uh when she wants it to be. Yeah. And just the way she does her vocals, it's sort of like um there's a lot of uh deathcap for cutie, like just total ranginess of the melody to it. Yes, you know what I'm totally. saying? Um but also like a little bit of like Black Francis like uh, heart sharp edged abrasiveness uh, to it as well, and then like none of her lyrics rhyme. Yeah, um, right. it's uh, actually now that I'm looking at it, they kind of do. Um, at least in this song, <laughs> not and all of them. Know
2: what you mean it doesn't seem like it.
1: Yeah, it doesn't feel like it when you're listening to it. Yet, uh, it allows her to have like so many words. Like she has a high word count for a rock uh, singer. Um, that you do have like really, really good little bits of um you know lyrical poetry in these uh she's great
2: yeah um she uh is and the fact that she's also the front woman of a amazing band is pretty cool mm-hmm. um I, she did I, I have to say that uh well i was a little disappointed she didn't play the opening track of bark your head off dog how simple mm-hmm. uh she did play the track how you got your limp which is what it like uh, like probably my second favorite one it's just a very cool song about well not cool i don't know it's about like hanging out with a college professor who gets too drunk i, I don't even know <laughs> it's hard to describe but it it rules
1: um, uh i actually don't remember the lyrics but i remember what you're talking about yes basically. i remember yes. having that feeling about um, it so yeah
2: she's great and uh fortunately um you know uh i don't know what what will happen to these folks but uh we're never well gonna she just happens. got
1: her tour in so hopefully she's yeah. got some bank do you know yes um
2: she's one of those people where it's like just to open a, just let me give you 50 bucks you know yeah like uh, absolutely yeah um but uh i guess we should say here or she covered uh, one thing when i i loaded up this album and saw the last song was called carry the zero i was like uh, pretty uh, oh yeah we haven't
1: even discussed this particular cover you know, yeah
2: <laughs> um one of my favorite songs of all time because i yeah. really discussed it's it is one of the best like alternative rock songs or indie, whatever you want to call it 90s i find it hard to think i could rock. come
1: up with a top 10 90s rock songs and not have it in there yes yes yeah. it's
2: absolutely in it um and uh she really nails it uh she the alternate instrumentation is fun it works and she keeps the tension um and does it in a way that highlights her voice um uh uh, in a way that works uh, the the same way that you know and doesn't try and um (laughs) she doesn't try to outplay like doug marsh (laughs) oh yeah there might not, not
1: yeah yeah there are guitars but barely yeah yeah
2: um so, uh, uh, it's like if you told me Francis Quinlan was covering Carry the Zero, I'd be very excited, and it was not a letdown.
1: Yeah, it's, um, and it's not necessarily what you would expect, of course. Uh, a sort of like, um, fractured, uh, like a r- Caribbean arrangement almost. Yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, so like I came into it. Uh, knowing that you were really into this, and I really didn't know what to expect. Um, and uh, then it started, and I was like, well, this is, she's definitely taken it in another direction, which wasn't too surprising after listening to the whole album before it, because it's definitely not just uh, straight-ahead rock instrumentation right. arrangements, or at least not alt-rock. Um, but it was funny, because like, the first time I listened to it, the overwhelming sensation for me was like hearing the original version of, almost as like an echo behind uh everything she said mm-hmm, mm-hmm. such that it almost sort of like dominated the experience and it took a few times for me to like not be doing like sub-vocalizing the the original song yes, in my head yeah um because yeah that is one of the the indelible uh songs of my musical uh experience and um yeah it's like it um the the extreme sort of like uh uh i don't not arhythmic but like you know um like syncopated <laughs> double syncopated almost um rhythm and uh strange uh arrangements um they fit this sort of like um weird uh sort of like admonishing story that Dud march is telling in it um and, uh, I don't know, just make it strange, uh, which is always cool with a song that you've been into for like 15 plus years. Yes. I guess I liked them in college. Jeez. So it's been almost 20. Yeah. Shit.
2: They, um, uh, uh,
1: they were supposed to come to Tucson too. Fuck. Yeah, I haven't seen them since college. I, they,
2: they're here in June, and I'm hoping that still happens, but we'll see. That could. Um, but, um, was he going to say yeah I mean that you know the 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 original version is like it like I think what you're saying is it's it's just this experience it's like the whole thing it just goes together so well
1: well Uh, you know what's what's amazing about that song is that it starts out rocking and uh it's it's a song where he was like what if every like eight or 16 measures whatever we rocked a little bit harder and then just kept that up till the very end of the fucking song yes Yes. and it rules and this doesn't do that at all uh right. it moves but not in right. that way you know
2: well yeah the, and and the original there's that just the way that he goes from the you know lyrical climax into mm-hmm. kind of the final like in-
1: instrumental just disp- yes yeah
2: yes that final riff mm-hmm. um,
1: yeah yeah ah
2: uh, so good uh i know paul i I've, i want to end by saying that uh you were recently listening to their album, their latest album, Built to Spill's latest album, Invisible Moon. Yeah. and uh, Or Untethered Moon, sorry. And I, yeah. s- I said, I was a little disparaging of it, but I went back and listened to it again, and it's it's quite good. I'm not yeah. sure what was happening the first time I listened to it. but
1: It's, a, it's at minimum 85% of a peak Built to Spill album, I feel yes. like.
2: Um, they have a new album coming out, which is all Daniel Johnston covers.
1: Are you serious? Yes. Wow.
2: Yep. Tie there it all together.
1: There you go. Damn. I'll play their cover
2: of Bloody Rainbow at the end of this. Okay. Um.
1: Shit. That's exciting, actually. Because yeah. that's a good pairing.
2: It is. It is. Damn. A lot of good 90s happening there.
1: All right. Uh, Joe, it didn't really come up, so as we sign off, I'm just going to say um, – that you and everybody else should watch the uh, video for the, uh, as you put it, weird new Sufjan sci-fi song that he made with his dad. I forget the name of it. But um, you can see a bunch of black guys uh, riding motorcycles basically without the front wheels ever touching the ground for the whole duration of that song, if you watch that video. Awesome. And I mean, it man. rules. Um, honestly, they've... the. They're people who figured out how to turn the motorcycle into a motorized unicycle, and that's the lifestyle that they have chosen to live. Um, and it's captured in this video, so check it out. Nice. Uh, <laughs> I will. I
2: will. <laughs> I will.
1: Yeah. One, one guy is even popping the wheelies with his, uh, his uh, thick groupie on the back of the bike as well, and um, it's just awesome um so yeah uh
2: enjoy that
1: yeah i will I, paul everyone listening
2: to this is stuck at home so mm-hmm. what should they do
1: um masturbate <laughs> well
2: <laughs> yes you know they should explore the this, this the les, oh. the third wave lesbian cinema of <laughs> Pornhub but they should also
1: they should yeah they should review us on iTunes I mean really people what else do you have to do now um, five giving, stars people yes giving us five stars is proven to hasten your death should you contract coronavirus so that you don't suffer as much so yes, giving us absolutely five, do giving that giving
2: us five stars on iTunes is a, a secondary condition <laughs>
1: um so i would recommend pre-existing condition you can also of course engage with us uh via the internet via any of the channels and you know what if you're not smart enough to figure out how to do it i've probably made this joke before then um i don't want to hear from you so uh google us and figure it out um you can uh you can do all those things and we will appreciate it and uh stay safe out there everybody seriously um don't don't lick a stranger
2: uh yeah yeah, but lick your lick your friends and family,
1: mm-hmm. who you yeah. live with. Certain portions of your family,
2: yes. Them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On that note, here's Spilt Nut. Disrupt
6: the